Hello, hello. Welcome to Imuna. What are you looking for? We believe Jesus can lead you to it. I'm Dr. Tamara Henry. My co-host is... Sharice Henry. Listeners, we've had a good time so far talking about marriage and the ways couples honor God in their union. We've been talking with Melvin and Von Seal Green from Glendale, Maryland. They host Living a Godly Marriage TV show. And in the first part one, we talked about how you listeners can access the show. But if you all want to kind of explain that before we get into uh, another discussion, that's fine. Well, if you live in Prince George's County, our show airs three times a week. And that's been a blessing because they told us initially it was a, it's a religious show. We can only play it on Sunday. At 11 o'clock. That's right. And they scheduled <laughs> us at 11 o'clock on Sunday when most Christians are in church. <laughs> but this was before COVID. But because of its popularity, we were asked to do it. Well, they air it now three days a week. It comes on Sunday from 11 to 11.30 a.m., on Wednesday from 11.30 to noon, and on Saturday from 1.30 to 2 p.m. The show is also on the internet. Don't type living a godly marriage because there's so many <laughs> programs on marriage that will we'll be lost. Uh, but type my wife's name, Von Seal Green, that's V-O-N-C-I-L-L-E, green with the E on the end. So in the search box on YouTube, put that in and then all our shows will come up. Okay. We, in four years, we've done 34 shows. Wonderful. Wonderful. And based on part one, you can tell that they have a lot of information to share you guys. So listen, my first question that I have for the Greens is this. What is one crucial fact about marriage that you can share with the listeners? It's a fact that you learn later in your relationship. It's not something your parents told you. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, I think it's important to communicate. Yeah. Communication is number one in my. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, that, and and let me just speak to the husbands. That means you've got to open up and share. You have your biggest cheerleader here. So, you know, if... Or cheerleader. If, yeah, the wife's not to be a cheerleader. She's to be a cheerleader. So, so right. Thank you, honey. So, you know, fears, uh, issues at work, you know, any any concerns you have. This is your life partner. Open up and share with her. In fact, I'll give you a very important tip. The level of trust cannot exceed the level of communication. So what do I mean by that? That means if I'm not communicating much, don't be surprised if the trust is not there. Wow. Conversely, if you want to have love and trust, okay, then you got to communicate with your spouse. And the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, and <laughs> if you're not communicating, then the spouse will fill in the blanks with something that's probably oh, yeah. totally 
right off the rails. Yeah, well, the reason he's not talking to me is because you know, just uh, maybe he's talking to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 true. That's they fill in the blank. And by the way, this is the same thing I tell supervisors. Okay, you don't want to have staff meetings. Don't be surprised if if the trust level of your staff start your team members start to uh, diminish. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And isn't that why God wants us to spend time with him? Not just talking, but listening. Because that builds that trust relationship as well. And that's why he gave us two ears. <laughs> and one and mouth. One mouth. <laughs> so we can listen more. We're supposed to listen twice <laughs> as much. Yeah. Amen. Amen. To prepare for this podcast. I uh, pulled out my dusty couples Bible study books. Hmm. And I ran across this one point that I would like for you to address. It says only spiritual Christians can have hope, a hope of building godly homes. And the home built by God requires both the husband and wife to yield to the Holy Spirit in every area of their lives. Yes, I, I agree with that. In fact, to really have a, a close relationship, you know, we're spirit, soul, and body. So spiritually, we should be serving the same God. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that will impact the marriage because if we are of different faiths or different beliefs, how are we going to raise our kids? What are we going to teach them? Okay, imagine the challenges or conflicts that can arise if we have different faiths. This is also why the Bible tells us that we should not be unequally yoked, we, that we should marry, um, marry another Christian. And I would say also, it should uh, he or she should be a growing Christian. Mm -hmm. Okay, oh yeah, I accept the Lord. 10 years ago, uh, but what church do you go? Well, I don't, I don't know about, uh, 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 Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's when I go to church. That's CMEs. Right. Right. Mother's Day and Easter. <laughs> yeah. First postopedic. That's my, that's <laughs> what I belong to. <laughs> but when, when we would teach preparing for marriage God's way, which we did for five years, you know what would always be a controversial subject? A prenuptial agreement. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that. That's a contract. I tell you, that was always controversial. People are saying, well, I've been, you know, I've accumulated wealth. I'm not, I'm, no, <laughs> no. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, occasionally we'll hear, well, look at Oprah, you know, she ain't, she's not gonna. <laughs> I'm saying, is that who you want to use as your standard? I mean, you know. But you know, I always thought that the biggest issue, what I see in couples, is money. Mm -hmm. Having yes, one of them. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Oh, yes. I've heard so many reasons why that's not good. <laughs> yeah. You won until it comes to the banking. But you know what really makes that another relevant issue today? Because the the most common marriage today forms a blended family. Yeah. And then that's a whole layer of issues. 
Okay, I've saved for my kids' college and, you know, their uh, retirement or whatever. And now I have new kids, bonus kids, because it's a blended family. How are we going to share the wealth? You know, you get two individuals you that have my kids out. I yeah, have yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but you hear what I'm saying? Yes, I that do. makes it more complex. Yes, it does. And and so you gotta talk about that before you say I do, because you may not say I do before you sign right. that contract. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that you may have two houses, right? Okay, so who's gonna move with whom? Right. Okay. <laughs> And if and look, if it's my house and I sell it, you mean I gotta split it with you? <laughs> I mean, this is real stuff. And the answer is yes. Yeah, this is, but this is real stuff. I'm I'm telling you. Okay, so I love how you said, and the answer is yes. <laughs> um, yes. My first marriage, if I may say, sure, was a blended family, and I got along very well with my first husband's children, biological children. And I had a certain expectation when Mel and I got married that I would have the same experience with his children who were not my biological children. And so it was a little, it was a little challenge at first. I love them. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful children. Well, they're adults actually. So, so I had this high expectation that I would have going in the door, a great relationship with them. But yeah, it, it didn't exactly, yeah. it, we it, had some it, work it, to do, let me just put yes, it that way. Yes, that, and that's a good way of putting it. You know, and, and I I was kind of premature in that as well. Because um, we got married in June and come November, I would say, oh, let's do a family picture for our Christmas card. <laughs> I know. That did not go over too well. But that's that's one of the approaches that parents make in a blended family, you know, it's like the microwave approach. Oh, yeah, I just, you know, we're a new family. So all we have to do is just push the button, do the right thing and everything will just blend together. Yeah. Oh, no. But to be fair to them, they were still grieving. And I didn't realize that at first. Yeah, they had lost their mother, mm-hmm. and I wasn't trying to take her place, but I did want to be a mother figure to them, and That's so right. so that was a challenge for them yeah. and for me. Yeah, and and going back to your 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 question, you know, the money. A lot of times, people's money is you know they 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 refer to working as their livelihood, and so there's a you know, it's their attitude, unfortunately, a lot of times is, you know, it's my money. So here I am getting married and I have to share that with you. Now, maybe you make less than me. Maybe you make more than me. But in God's eyes, the, the two are becoming one. Mm-hmm. Um so it could be as simple as, well, no, I, I'm going to keep my checking account. Okay, put them, bring the money together. And we no, did no, have no. That discussion, if I may interrupt, we did yeah. have that discussion because I have been living alone for many years before Mel and I got married. And I was used to not sharing information about my financial situation oh, yeah. at all. And when he and I got serious, 
and I knew that we were going to get married, that was a little more difficult for me. Mm. Yeah. For yeah. Me. To make that transition. To make that transition. Yeah. So in, in terms of bringing our finances together, together and being a team, again, not one person makes the decision. I mean, if I decide, oh, I like that car, let me go, <laughs> right. go buy that. Or having to bring, to create a family budget, right? which means sacrifice, giving, it's not all about me. Right. So what we decided to do is we would blend our mm-hmm. money and then I would have my own spending money. spending money and Mel would have his own yeah. spending money. Yeah. And then what I did with my, for me, yeah, but I didn't have to report to him what I was doing. That's right. That's right. And our we had our bills. Yes. Okay. That's why if, if you're dating, get her credit report. <laughs> Look at his credit report. Yeah, I mean that I we laugh, but that's you can learn a lot from that. I mean, you know, have they discussed how much they're in debt? <laughs> and to be totally transparent, I didn't have a lot of credit card debt, but I did have one big debt that I owed. And so so that was really a little scary for me to share that information with Mel. Right. But I did. I had to. So I, I did. Right. And it didn't run him away, thank God. <laughs> right. But not only that, uh, again, because we're managing finances God's way, he has blessed us. He has. You know, I, for example, if, if you're dating someone and simple question, how much are you giving to church? You know, I'm assuming you you've asked the question about them going to church and their salvation. And by the way, if they can't tell you about their salvation, you know how they, how they became saved, uh, you might want to ask some more questions. Right. Don't make judgments; just ask questions. By your words, you're justified, and by the words, you're condemned. The Bible says. So, but that says something. How you manage, how a person manages their money can can reveal a lot about their character because unfortunately i mean we we tend to marry a spender will marry a saver <laughs> and just well, imagine excuse me, a stinty person <laughs> <laughs> right right but so, i mean that's a but you're absolutely right to marry the the number one reason for divorce is financial issues yes mm-hmm. definitely Definitely. So that's something, again, you got to find out before you get married. Right. Have those d- d- tough discussions. Right. Okay. Crucial conversations. Crucial conversations. Yeah. That's, that's right. It's the scariest part for me that I had to share with you about my fi- finances because I was not a good manager. Like I said, I didn't have a lot of debt. I had one right. big debt, mm-hmm. which was scary, mm-hmm. the amount, but I mean, yeah. for a good cause, right? Yeah. And let's talk about that. I mean, when I, after, after college, I had, it took me 10 years to pay off my student loans, 10 years. So imagine if you're marrying someone, I mean, that's a question to talk about. Yeah. Did you, did you go to college? Yes, I did. Did you graduate? Yes, I did. <laughs> well, uh, how much money? <laughs> Do you owe? Well, <laughs> let's talk. Let's change something. <laughs> but it was a good college. 
Oh, that's great. You know, I really appreciate your candor. And I'm sure that folk have already told you about it and you know, while watching your, your TV show. You you're very candid, your honesty, and you create a realistic picture, which is so good because you can't depend on media to give you an accurate picture. No. <laughs> that's so true. No, that that yeah. yeah. And that, and I'm glad you said that because that's one of the when when the Lord uh, gave us the vision for the TV show. That's one of the things that He wanted us to do is to present to our community, okay, what that God's principles will work and that what marriage should look like because you don't see that in the media. You really don't see that. Right. So, and by the way, one of the one of the purposes of marriage is we are we are modeling Christ and the church. Mm. Yeah. And Christ keeps his covenant with his church. <laughs> yes. I, I like you. That's good. Making that point, modeling Christ and the church, um, mm -hmm. because I think we when we're looking at marriage, sometimes we. We get very narrow-minded about it. It's just our relationship, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, now, and yes, you talk about narrow-minded. Um, you said finances is a big issue. It is. But, you know, what we have found in counseling couples and so forth is that selfishness is really major. Yes. Yeah. And if I may be transparent, in my first marriage, it was all about me, all about yeah. me. And I didn't realize until Mel and I started dating and get it together, how self-centered I was mm. in my first marriage, because I was, I didn't realize, like I said, I didn't realize at the time. Mm -hmm. But he is so loving and giving that I, <laughs> I, I didn't have a choice about it. <laughs> And I want to give to him. I want to and to share with him. So oh, thank you, yes. dear. I'm I'm just trying to love you as Christ loved the church. And I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's you know the key verse in Ephesians five, and this is I guess our one of our verses in in living as a couple. And of course, Paul talks about that. But I loved how the NIV puts it in verse Ephesians 5, verse 33. However, each one of you, and I would say husbands, also must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Yes. Because wives, love isn't the key. What is it? For the man, for the husband. For the husband. Respect. Respect. Not that you should not love your husband. Right, but, right. But, but you know what? To him, respect, respect means more than love. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, for for black men, because if we, where else are we going to get that respect? A lot of us don't get it in the workplace. That's true. Definitely. That's true. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we have our battles there. We certainly don't want to come home and have battles at home. Not that we... <laughs> <laughs> from a lack of respect. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. And the reality, think about this, wives. You can say, I respect my husband, but what does that mean? How do you show that respect 
just like a husband can say, yeah, I love my wife, but how, yeah, you, you'll die for her or so, yeah, you'll protect her. But what about day to day? How much are you, you willing to give up with your wants and needs are to meet her wants and needs? And see, that's the sacrificial love that God wants a husband to exhibit, just like Christ loved the church. And gave himself up. And gave himself up for her. Thank you, dear. You're welcome, darling. (laughs) Amen. Amen. That's some good stuff there. That's, That's really great. So I have a fun question, and I guess this would be the last question I ask. So the fun question is, why are couples compelled to show unity in dress? Is this <laughs> important? Just just to give you some examples, James and I go to the Family Life Center, uh, First uh-huh. Baptist Church of Glenarden, and one time we decided to, we wore similar jackets, and the guy at the desk, I know he wanted to say something. I know he wanted to say something. <laughs> he had a smirk, but he didn't say anything. Because we had, a, I mean, our jackets are just alike. Only, you know, his size is different than mine. That's the only thing that, that was different about it. And one time we went on a couple's retreat and we wore similar T-shirts. And, of course, someone from the back of the bus said, can you ask that couple up there in the matching shirts? <laughs> <laughs> you so, know, today it's a symbol of unity. That's right. And oneness. And oneness. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Can two walk together? Amos 3 3. Can two walk together unless they would be agreed? That's right. So that's the unity and oneness. And it's funny because that permeates down into your emotions. It's, oh yeah, I wanna let's stress a light, you know? That's that's nice. That shows we're together. But we have good friends that they always dress similarly. I mean, they're they're one where where it's green, the other will wear wear green or mm-hmm. whatever color. And so you always know that oh, they're a couple, and it's yes. wonderful to see. That's right. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. I think they shop together as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think she, yeah, I think she says you're gonna wear this. And <laughs> Which, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah, that's I mean, okay. You know, that's that's a loving sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, because I noticed on your show, your ties match her outfit. That's true. Mm-hmm. Excellent observation. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. She will ask me, "What are you wearing?" And I, but we talk to each other. We'll I'll say, "Okay." You know, sometimes I'll pick out ties and, you know, which one, honey, you know, so because we're a team and again, working together, you know, it's better. So I like to say she's the gift that God gave me and the gift that keeps on giving. Um, You can say that again. (laughs) (laughs) I can say the same thing. I can. Yeah. You're a wonderful man. Oh, thank you, honey. You make me wonder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listeners, listeners, we, we've really gotten some good information today from Melvin and Von Seal Green. And I just hope you guys have been taking notes. Anything else you all want to add before we end? Just keep each other number one. Yes. Yes. It's always number one. You know, we did. Yeah. Well, 
God first always. That's right. Then that's right. After God, he's the yeah. other one. You know, I I I did a show, an episode, and, and this was the only one I did by myself because Von Sill had had surgery and she was recuperating, but she approved the lesson plan and the slides. And it 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 was called uh, avoiding an emotional affair. Yes, that's good. And I talked about how it's easy for husbands to get into career and have your heart slowly turned away from having your wife as and family as top priority outside of God, but also a wife can fall in the same trap. That's true. You know, I, I love my sorority or, you know, what else can be a, a, a servant in church? Well, actually, and people don't think that serving in church can cause separation between husband and wife, but it can. Mm-hmm. She's so involved and, and that's right. not that that's a bad thing. That's a wonderful thing. But yeah, so you do have to be careful about that as well. That's right. Serving in church can be a good thing. But the question is, is it a God thing? Yes, that's good, honey. And you seek him. He'll let you know. Mm -hmm. He'll let you know. Well, and I may have said this before, but there's a saying that some people are so heavenly bound that they're no earthly good. Yeah. So that's my closing thoughts is just some questions. Are you willing to be the husband or wife that God wants you to be? Are you willing to do that? Because it begins with your will, just like the will to become a Christian. You you have to have the will to be all that God expected, uh, wants you to be as a husband and wife. Uh, learning and understanding his responsibilities for the husband and wife, the role, how you can help each other. You remember the, the wife was created to be a helpmeet for that man, That's not a competitor. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. To complete, but not compete against them. So learn your roles and responsibilities. And it's an ongoing thing. And I know one thing that chokes up a lot of wives is this idea that there's they have to be submissive to their husbands. And one way to think about it, if you have an issue with being submissive to your husband, you're submitting to Christ, really, because that's what he says. Yeah. Wives, submit to your husbands. That's right. That's right. And husbands, the more you love your wife as Christ loved the church, the more she will be willing to submit to you. Mm-hmm. And the opposite of that is true as well. And the respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Wonderful, wonderful greens. We are just so excited. Thank you so much for coming to Imuna and sharing with, uh, with the Imuna listeners. And with that, we say live in victory. Amen. Amen. Thank you.